Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Day Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. Uh, don't you have a drop you could just play instead of having to do that manually yeah, every time? Yeah, I, I play it. I play the drop every time. If you ever you just enjoyed the show, you just enjoy doing your Don Knotts impression for one second. Yeah, wait for one second. Mailbag by Brother Date. Okay, good. I that was the drop right there, and it was fucking awesome. Cool. <clears throat> Um, it is the mailbag edition. Not a ton in the mailbag, but that's okay. We'll fill the time. Yeah, we always manage to, um, despite what was probably best is that we don't fill the time that we get that's in right. and out. And we just did a 10 minute episode and said, see you next week when we do three and a half hours of Star Trek. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hey, they, again, they don't know how much of the good pod material is left on the cutting room floor. Cause we did, we did just leave a really good bit. Where bits. I revealed that the words uh, stalactites and stalagmites are not both spelled with a G, and yeah, you were mad. Very aggravating. They're they're speleothems, and um, and then we talked about Kelly Clarkson and Pink for a little bit. We really there was yep. good stuff, but now it's yep. gone. And we I'm not gonna it all just, out. I'm not going to pretend to do it now. Like no, it's no, the no, first no, no, time. no, no, no. First of no, all, our audience not. is way too smart, and they would catch on to that right away. Yeah. So. On January 26th, Marjan wrote in to say, at Brother Date, I didn't start to fully appreciate songs like Shattered and She's So Cold until I turned 30. So she's writing from a perspective of wisdom here. Mm -hmm. Same with Peter Gabriel in general. And then five days later, when no one had responded, she replied to her own thread and also Bruce Springsteen. So this had been weighing on her for some time, I think. She came back when she remembered the boss. She came back to the the old thread. So I'm going to start with a question here for you, Matt. Mm. What's Shattered? <laughs> I think that's one of them bad Rolling Stones songs. One of them oh, real okay. bad ones. Been shattered! And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. The cocaine monster came back. Oh, it's, okay. It's forcing them to do things that they'd rather not do. So. Uh, yeah, like the a, She's So Cold, that one. Just like it, is that. A, it is a common saying about pubescent children. That yeah. girls mature faster than boys? Ah, okay. Is that why she can appreciate She's So Cold at the age of 30, whereas I, at the advanced... <laughs> sorry, she's over 30 now, but I don't want to do math. Yep. Uh, I guess she's probably 33. Yes. Should I not have said that? That's fine. It's all fine. There's so many, so much identifying information has already been said. That's a good podcasts. point. That's a very good point. Uh, that I, at the advanced age of 37, uh, cannot find it in me to like any of the things she has listed here. Yeah, she um she used to rail against Peter Gabriel when I would jokingly say that Sledgehammer was her favorite song and my favorite song and that it was our song. Oh, it's because it goes but It's a it's not a good song at all. And uh and so I would joke about how much I loved it and 
and she would be so mad because Peter Gabriel was the worst. And then one day she decided she loved Peter Gabriel and she loved all his songs, especially Shock the Monkey. And did, and she, did she just come to you with this information like you had no prior history with this and say, you know who I'm getting into lately? Peter Gabriel. Basically. And then you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a betrayal that you're doing. Yes. It's not that I care. Any, I mean, I'm not attached to Peter Gabriel or anything. It doesn't really matter to me. It's just she was really anti Peter Gabriel did, for a long did time. Did he do did he do the theme song at the at the end of Wally? Yes. Something he like did that. The, he did the the Wally ending theme. Um he did um uh what was the name of that weird one? Uh Games Without Frontiers War Without Tears. Is that what it is? Was that it? Is that from a, the end of Wally? No, it's I don't different. think that's true. That's different. It's a different one. But he did that one, and he he did the shock the monkey and the in in your eyes, and he did the um, the sledgehammer. He did others. Yeah, I don't hate in your eyes. What does that say about me? Uh, that you have a lot in common with the laundry room rapist. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah, you have a lot in common with the laundry room rapist. You know, when Will Ferrell's playing the frat guy. And uh, he says that his friend got cock-blocked by some bitch. Um, they called him the laundry room rapist. Um, he he got paralyzed in a slave auction fundraiser gone wrong when the porch collapsed. You don't remember any of this? <laughs> I do not. No, I don't even know what that's from. It's all from a Will Ferrell skit on Weekend Update where he oh, played okay. some frat guy. And he was explaining um, that he was okay with uh, Slick Willie because he was just trying to get some and that Linder Tripp was a cock-blocking bitch. And, and then did he uh, sing In Your Eyes? And he said, uh, he, when he was talking about how his friend got uh, paralyzed in the slave auction fundraiser, um, he told Colin Quinn that uh, he just started singing In Your Eyes, and, he, and then he started going, he loved that song, Colin! He loved that song! Got Very nice. But anyway, <clears throat> that's what it says about you. Man, it says twice in his Wikipedia article that he covered the uh, Magnetic Field song, The Book of Love. That's not even one of the better songs on that record. Um, he covered it twice, or they said it twice? It's in this article twice. Okay. Somebody thinks it's fucking significant. <laughs> was it, Maybe it's probably the guy from the Magnetic Fields. Oh, you think, um... Whatever his name is. You know, the guy with the uh, voice. Oh, Stephen Merritt. You think you think Stephen Merritt is on mm. Wikipedia editing quite a bit these well, days? Well, when he hears that someone has covered his song, then yeah, he's all over it. I don't mind that song, um, in, uh, Magnetic Fields terms like in their canon because i'm not a fan that's why i say that oh i see i get it compared to other magnetic field songs yes that song does no not opi- you have no opinion me. Yeah. right it's not like um fido your leash is too long that's probably your leash that one insults me a little bit more um <laughs> there's one uh about how uh, uh he's the luckiest guy on the lower east side is that a song yeah yeah that's that called luckiest guy on the lower east side makes me upset when i hear it and um I just think he, whoever's singing that one is an even worse singer somehow. No, that's him. What is he doing in that? Oh, wait, no. I think that's his buddy. Um, I was going to say LV, but is that the yes, guy? Yes, LV from the, from, uh, the Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> from Gangsta's <song>. Paradise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was LV. Yeah, he, he wanted, for some reason, he wanted a tenor to sing half of the songs on uh, 69 love songs and this this guy's who we picked that guy is a horrible name of that guy he was like well i'm horrible he was horrible in how ordinary he was 
And it, it just every time I hear that, I go, wow, they, this is the guy that they picked to sing on this record. Um, but you're right that every uh, sidekick... L.D. Begtoll every, is apparently this every, guy's name. Every sidekick should be referred to as somebody else's L.V., for sure. Oh, uh, no, no, sorry. He was, sorry, he was on All My Little Words and a bunch of others, but the guy who sang on Luckiest Guy in the Lower East Side is Dudley Clute. Okay, that guy was terrible. Yeah. He, well, how did you feel about how fucking romantic? Because he did that don't, one. Too. I don't like that one. Uh, I really don't like that one. That one might be the one that's my least favorite. That's not a good song. How fucking romantic. And you just go, oop, I don't want to hear this anymore. I'm yep. turning it off. Even though this guy is somebody's LV, I'm turning it off. Yeah, let's uh, see if this guy... Nope, that's his entire... <laughs> that's his entire... Yeah. You can get another shot. That's his entire Wikipedia article. That was it for him. I guess he used to be in the Belgian new wave band Kid Montana, which is a great name for a Belgian new wave band. (laughs) I will say that about that. Sometimes I wonder what Europeans know about American geography. I don't remember if it was in, I think it might have was in France, but it might have been in Korea, actually, where we saw Indiana Tex-Mex was the name of a restaurant. (laughs) And we just went, I mean, all you got to do is look at a map, right? Like, Indiana is not particularly close to, like, the Texas Mexico area. I love the idea that they don't know what Tex or Mex stands for. <laughs> I got no idea. Indiana Tex Mex. That's great. I think it listen, might have been Korean. Listen, a guy went to a Chevy's in Indiana. Yep. And then this is what bro- they're known for. Brought it on back. He's like, I went to Indiana and I went to the most amazing restaurant. It's called Chevy's. <clears throat> uh, what's the best song on Sixty Nine Love Songs then? Uh, also have you ever listened to this not in the context of when we shared a bedroom no i've listened to them very randomly over time okay just okay. random but i mean including that i mean okay especially that way yeah sure but that's when you would have randomly... heard it the most but I'm, I'm surprised you have continued to occasionally listen to a magnetic field song i own it yeah i don't know how that happened i don't know if i just copied all your cds or what um What's the what's the best I'm, one? I don't want to get over you. I'm looking. I'm looking at. The, uh, yeah, that could be it. I'm looking at the the song listing right now. But of course, there are 69 of these fuckers. Uh, yeah, I'd say off the top of my head, that's that that's the best one probably. Because he well, uh, there's not much good happening on uh, disc two and three. Frankly. He gets in and out on that one, which I like. That thing's like a quick two minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. For sure. I uh, did not. I never, never bothered to put the magnetic fields on the phone I stream from because why would I ever? You'd have to go to so, a YouTube and suffer an ad. So. Exactly. I definitely would have to suffer an ad and then maybe get a weird live version I don't want to hear. So fuck it. Yeah, it's not worth hearing about Lobster Fest again. Well, if it's you, truly, you, you could stand to hear more about Lobster Fest. If it's truly Lobster Fest, I want to know because although it seems like every day should be Lobster Fest. Because that's kind of their whole scene. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Every day is not Lobster Fest, and they have different items on the menu. Sometimes. When it is Lobster Fest, so. Sometimes you can have sh- shrimp your way. That's or right. shrimp two ways. Yes, you can have uh, Dong Ting Triple Delight, but only when <laughs> it's Lobster Fest, so. Uh... I still sometimes think about, well, it came up. Uh, I forgot. I remember that this is not the phone I used to use. Mm. 
guess I could take a sleeping pill and sleep at will and not have to go through what I go through. I guess I should take Prozac right and just smile all night at somebody new, somebody not too bright but sweet and kind who would try to get you. Etc. That is the song. <clears throat> Which deep voice guy do you like better, that guy or the guy from the Halo Benders? Oh, uh, so that is well. Now that's an interesting question, and I have to figure out which Halo Bender song I want to play for sure. I only uh, know one. Yeah, you so, only know "Bury Me." Yeah. Um, but what song? And to me, yeah, again, the, the, the thrill of that song is that it reminds me of the final fight in Ninja Turtles Two: The Arcade Game with all the shredders. Musically reminds me of it. You can feed me, you can oh, I remember read me, one. you can need me, you can read me, or Dutch treat me even better. Make a movie, mail a letter, you're so groovy, misbehaving, sock it to me, double dating, overstated, always waiting. You can bring me. Of course, the joy of the Halo Banders is that they're always singing two different songs. This one always struck me as being purposefully awful. Like they were trying to make something bad. It's so difficult to tell. So, this guy's name is Calvin Johnson. Um, oh, Megatron? The, believe, the Halo Benders that I just played there is technically a super group. Okay. Because that's Doug Marsh from Built to Spill. Great. And in addition... I have forgotten the name of Doug Marsh's band. Hold on. Now I get the feeling that you are in the same camp as Marjan, in that you both seem to believe that any group that is made up of people that used to be in other bands is a supergroup. Uh, it's a beat happening. Everybody used group. to be in another band before so, they were in their current band. So it's a very interesting question, because um, although Stephen Merritt is not the world's best singer, right? he's a much better singer than Calvin Johnson. I don't even get the uh, feeling Calvin Johnson, Megatron, was even really trying to sing. Here's a beat happening song called Angel Gone. Hmm. How do you cry? So he's really um, Dr. Frank level. Yeah, that was not good at all, yeah. That though, was like he was going for early um, early rock and roll, like, um, like, but not interesting. Right, yeah. Well, these guys are Pacific Northwest, probably specifically Portland indie dudes, right? Mm. So like... It's like Buddy Holly, but not interesting. Um, 
but as you know, for some reason, I do like a baritone or a bass voice. Mm. Um, neither of those guys is amazing. Yeah, uh, who's good? Who's out there in the world of the deep voice dudes? Let me play Ada by The National. Okay, I've heard of The National, but I've never tried. I think of the three, he's probably the best singer, although he Stephen Merritt is the only one who tries to push his range at all. Ada don't talk about reasons why you don't want to talk about reasons why you don't want to talk now that you got everybody you consider sharp all alone, all together, all together in the dark. Leave it all up in the air. Leave it all up in the air. Leave it all up in the air. Hey, to put the sounds of your hearts in a song. Try to be speechless for a minute If you think you're gonna faint Go out in the hallway Let them all have your name I'm, uh, I'm on a Wikipedia list of um, <clears throat> list of baritones in non-classical music in case th- there are any that pop up here. Uh, they say some guy from The Strokes, but I don't... <sighs> I don't have a Strokes album, and I never will. They say Nick Cave. I don't really... Yeah, I'm not, I have never done a Nick Cave deep dive, but I think they're right. Uh... Why would they be wrong? Why would Wikipedia be wrong about yeah, that? Yeah, they say Chris Cornell, too, but that doesn't sound right at all. If so, that's not how I think of him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now I'm off this list, because I'm, I don't believe it. Yeah. But that guy whose name might be Bryce Desner, I don't remember. Bryce Desner... Something like that. I don't know. Oh, uh, the National. Yes. There's a Matt Berninger. Maybe he's the singer. Okay. I can't remember who plays what in the National. Right. Uh, at least all of the notes he attempts to sing are in his range, which is definitely not true of Calvin Johnson. <laughs> no. No. Well, it sucks when your range is very limited. He's like, well, I've got a deep voice, so I should try to sing some deep notes. It's easier but, to stay in your range when you have a wide range. When, when you can well, only yeah. sing like three notes yeah. in your very limited range, and then, yeah, it's very easy to get outside of it and, and kind of fishtail all around. Uh, what was this about? How did we get on this? Peter Gabriel. Oh, this Peter all Gabriel, came right. from, uh, from Marshawn discovering that she likes the bad Rolling Stones, and yeah. also Peter Gabriel, and also Bruce Springsteen since she turned 30. Of those three, I have to say the bad Rolling Stones are the least defensible. Because I don't... You can always sort of imagine that there's a good song in there if somebody cared. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen it was just trying to be Bob Dylan on his early work. And then he decided he could make a shit ton of money by just doing nothing but anthem stadium rock. Well, okay, but what's Dancing in the Dark? That's that anthem, Stadium Rock. I mean... What is that an anthem, anthem to? Um, I don't know, because he only uses... He uses the Casio keyboard, and he very lazily plays it. I mean, he did the... Co- <laughs> he does the copy and paste in there, where uh, he changes trying to read this book to trying to write this book, because it sounds better. <laughs> 
Sick of sitting around here trying to write this book. No. He meant read. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, you know, songs like uh, Jungle Land or Born to Run. If you listen to him, he's clearly he's right. straining as hard as he can to make something super important. Um, but is. before that, he, he made a record in the 70s. Um, what the hell is the name of it? Uh, I think it mentions New Jersey because, you know, that's what he... That's what he would do. Um, uh, that just sounds is, like he's... This is my favorite Bruce Springsteen song. He's just trying to do some folk music. This is uh, Breaking Out by the Proto-Men. No. <laughs> it's not a Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, God. I forgot these songs will have really long intros. I gotta do some Judah edits on songs. Yeah, dude. Believe me, I haven't even bothered to go back and do more Matthew edits. <laughs> it really does sound like a Bruce Springsteen song. The demo version of this sounded way more like it, but I don't have it on this phone. It really sounds like that's what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Gonna get on a motorcycle and ride out of town. Get away from her old man. And this whole this whole shit town will leave it behind. Again, uh, check out the Proto Men. It is uh, two albums. Shit, if they've put out a third album and I'm behind, I'm I'm gonna be mad about that. It's at least two acts of a three act opera about Mega Man, <laughs> and that is one of the tracks there. So enjoy that. Um, the album I was thinking of was Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey, and um, in this one, he just kind of seems like he's uh, trying to be a, a f- kind of a folk singer, kind of right. like a folk rock guy, and uh, that's not too bad. It's just when he's try he gets real anthemic, and then you got the fucking saxophones all in everything, and you're like, oh, what the hell's happening here? Oh, right, because uh, he had uh, was Clarence Clemens, the saxophone player in the East Clarence Band. Thomas, please Clarence get Thomas. the names Jeez. correct. Is that um, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> wait, 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 what's the name of the guy who did "I Be Stroking"? Hold on. <laughs> You've never heard "I Be Clarence Stroking. Carter." It might be Clarence Carter. I think it's Clarence Carter. That's a great one. <coughs> oh, I've heard Strokin. I be Strokin. I think it's just called Strokin. Yeah, but YouTube doesn't care. Oh, okay. It is just called Strokin. Yeah. Let's have a little of Strokin. I mean, I'll have to sit through an ad here for a few seconds. But Oh, is it Lobster Fest again? Uh, I don't know. Guys watching the Super Bowl. I don't have the sound up on the ad. You're right. Uh, apparently, oh my god! Uh, apparently, it's for Uber delivering McDonald's to your house. That's awesome. What a bad idea! That's great because there's not a McDonald's every fucking place. When I start making love, I don't just make love; I be stroking. Yeah, do it, Clarence. That's what I be doing. <laughs> I be stroking. That's what I be doing. I stroke it to the east. Uh. Oh, wait a minute. on Atlantic am, Records. Am I damaging? Am I damaging my credibility here because I listened to "Don't Touch My Bikini" by the Halo Benders? I listened to the Halo Benders non-ironically, but I listened to Clarence Carter ironically. Is there any possible way to explain that? 
Mm, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I should definitely have played a different Halo Bender song. Hey, but for real, this guy was once on Atlantic Records. Who? How did he get by there? What happened? I don't know. First of all, uh, I've never heard a wider way to say, that's what I be doing. That's what I be doing. <laughs> well, you almost Fred Schneidered it there a little bit. <laughs> that's what I be doing. Oh, man. <laughs> Fred, Fred Schneider's alive, right? Is he alive or dead? Uh, I don't know. I... I want him to still be alive, and I want to put together a cover record with him. Let's see. Still kicking around. 66 now. Boy, he seemed so old when I we know. were kids. That means he was not very old at all when they were big. Yeah, he would have been in his mid-20s when the B-52s got started in Athens. But when they were big, right? It would have been like... Yeah. Well, Rock Lobster's from 1978. So no, wait, 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 wait. Tw- really? 27. Oh, man. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. To me, that is solid. they are solidly in the 80s. Are they in the 70s? What about the Love Shack? Uh... It's a good. I mean, it's a real good 89. question. Love Shack's eighty nine. Eighty nine. Wow. Must be why I think that. Okay. But Rock Lobster, yeah, horrible, annoying song that I wish would go away forever. That's in the seventies, huh? Well, look, it's a bad song for real. Crazy. Um, yeah. And then the re-recorded version of it came out in seventy nine. So that I would guess is probably the one that was a. I'd be stroking. Hit. I'd be stroking. That's, oh, that's what I'd be, be doing. <laughs> Uh, let me just finish what I was saying about Bruce, the boss. Yeah, uh, in that like record, greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. In that record, he's just trying to sound like a folk rock guy or whatever. He wants to be uh, Bob Dylan. But you know who else wants to be Bob Dylan? Jacob Dylan? Adam Duritz. Oh, well, that's I, true, too. He told us that. He does. Adam Duritz, his, his, all the vocals and all um, the songs. Mr. Jones wishes he was someone just a little more funky. Sounds just like Bruce Springsteen on that one record. On Greetings from Asbury Park. I mean, the vocals are fucking identical. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He wanted to be Bob Dylan, right? And Adam Duritz wanted to be Bob Dylan, but I think he settled for being Bruce Springsteen. Oh, this this is the album that had his version of Blinded by the Light on yes, it. Yes, the one before Manfred Mann and his fucking Earth Band. God. But when I had the uh, sports radio show that aired from, like, midnight to 3 a.m. when I was at Northeastern. The sports you would, orgy. You would open it up with Mary, Queen of Arkansas? No. Um, the show that was on before us, for some reason, they picked their ending theme to be Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann. <laughs> so it would always be playing when we when we walked into the studio and they were walking out. And we were like, God damn, this fucking song is terrible. I can't believe this. One time, the fucking... I don't know. The equipment got fucking mangled in some way, and it played "Blinded by the Night," "Blinded by the Light" all night long. We could not get it to stop playing it. It just kept playing it, and I'm sure it was playing it like as a backtrack to our show the entire time. Yeah. Did you listen to this week's Who Charted? I did. Where the fucking theme kept playing underneath their yeah. intro for like two or three minutes before Engineer Sam or whoever was there noticed it. That's uh, what it was like, but it went on for three hours, and it was oh my all God. "Blinded by the Light." <laughs> and you could hear it, which obviously yeah. Cool Up and Howard could not. Well, so eventually my my partner Jason Dockman got it, got it, was able to turn it down in our ears, but it was still playing. This sounds like some Jackson Five shit, but not as good. 
God, you're not wrong about Adam Duritz. It's, it's clear what Adam Duritz is going for. I mean, just listen to around here or something. I can't believe someone wanted to cover this. I know. It's just all really wordy. Too much stuff is happening at once. It's really wordy. There's a lot happening. Oh my god, it fucking never gets to the hook. <laughs> so thing, like, think of... Imagine having to, like, perform the song. It'd be so tiring. Like, uh, I'm in verse 17. We haven't even gotten to the chorus yet. Oh, at least you can actually tell what he's saying, though, unlike the Manford Man version, where he... Well, they changed the words, you don't I even think, because they didn't know what the words were. It's, what does he say? Like, shot up like a douche? In the man for band version or something. You're like, what the fuck is he saying? They, they sing wrapped up. No. Revved up like a deuce is how they sing it. But people hear it as wrapped up like a deuce. To me, it sounds like he says douche. Wrapped up like a douche sometimes, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway. God, when that, I, ew, what a garbage song that was. When Marjan plays stuff from that record, I go, oh, cool. Counting Crows. That's nice. <laughs> Like You're all, hey, play Hanging Around. That one's a, I kind of like that one. It's a good time, <laughs> feel-good jam. Yeah, it's a real chill chill jam. Play American Girls next. Oh. They're uh, Peaches and Cream. Yeah, don't play that anymore. Don't play anything from After This Desert Life. And do, really, don't play anything from This Desert Life, just to be safe. Play Hard Candy. It oh. sounds like uh, sounds like we're doing a PBS intro. <laughs> right? Didn't Channel 54 used to have bumpers that sounded like the beginning of Hard... Or maybe it just was the beginning to Hard Candy. It might, it might have just been. It might have been that. Channel 54. Ooh. Good. We got a lot of material out of that one. We did. One uh, item. Thanks, Marjan. Also on the 26th, uh, Marjan wrote in to say, at Brother Date, oh my god, the toadies. Hashtag, the, hashtag toadies. So nice. they know about this. Because that can't come up often. Good, I want uh, also the people from the had, to be listening to this, please. Also had, I come from the water, Tyler, and I burn, shake my head. And then later, <laughs> and away. Now, I come from the water, I get, because we were talking about their famous lake murder song. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Awesome yeah. Kingdom. But I, what do those other things mean? I don't actually, so I didn't remember they, any of the songs. Dog, they had a song called Tyler. I didn't remember any what, of the songs. What does that mean? She played one for me, and it definitely was familiar in the way that it sounded like the 90s. Oh, I see. But, but I you, don't... Weren't, you weren't sure it was specifically familiar. Yeah, I was like, okay, I, I, I understand what's happening here, but I don't actually remember this exact song. Right. So, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I remember that one, the first one, the um, Possum Kingdom. I remember that one a lot, but I don't, I don't really remember the other ones. She writes, great spoken interludes and songs I can think of off the top of my head. Princes, the beautiful ones. There is an interlude how, in that, but it is I don't know how that goes at all. Oh, he says something like, um, you ready for this? <clears throat> Paint a perfect picture. Um, oh, what does he say? Something about the vision in one's mind, and then he takes a pause and he says, the beautiful ones always break the picture. Always. Every time. It's not great. 
it's actually the only thing that keeps that song from being a really good song. Okay. In fact, I don't... You, should, you should probably play the beautiful one. All right, let me let me get that up. Does it have a 15-minute intro? It's probably not on YouTube because Prince is an asshole about his copyrights. <laughs> That's true. He was. He was like that. But yeah, he's been dead for like a year, so who knows? If you can't find it, it's not a problem, but it's uh, that's a pretty good one. To me, it's got real NERD feels. Uh, it's I mean, Lobster this Fest! To be a, this appears to be a clip from the movie Purple Rain. Well, yes, I mean, because the whole record Purple Rain is in the terrible film Purple Rain. Things a little quiet. At least there wasn't a long intro. This is, of course, exactly the outfit Dave Chappelle was doing. <laughs> yeah, he picked the Purple Rain outfit. Yep. <laughs> Same thing as Lenny Henry did. Candidate for a Matthew edit. <laughs> he really gets after it at the end of the song. Um, okay, that's one exercise for the viewer. Uh, she also suggests the Supreme song uh, "Love Is Here" and "Now You're Gone." That one's good because she has like three interludes. Yeah. First of all, this is pandering because Marjan knows I will always play a Supreme song that yeah. is mentioned. Because They're that all winners, Supreme's man. greatest hits is my favorite record, probably. They're all winners. Just in terms of consistency, I doubt you could own a, like a, a record with a higher percentage of winners. Because it's I mean, it's it's winners. really difficult. The last song is "Someday We'll Be Together," and yep. it's like that's the end of your thing. That's yep. amazing. Yep, and again, it starts with the love lights. Oh yeah! Oh, that bass, dude. James Jamerson. This is him taking it as easy as he can. 
wonder if they had to make James Jamerson do like five takes where he took it this easy. Because he's like kept trying to make it more complicated. And he's still walking all over the place. Close the door to your heart and you turn the key. Locked your love away from me. And she ends each one with. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. It's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's brought the melodrama to this song. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it again here in a little bit. I'm just going to like restart it. But uh, definitely, you're not wrong about the bass. If you listen to the bass on this very chill song that doesn't have many chord changes in yeah. it, he's going boop, 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 It's like, well, that's <laughs> he, too much. He walks you don't need that much. All over the goddamn place. But you know what he prefers is something like Seven Rooms of Gloom. Well, Seven Rooms of Gloom, Where he which, can just... of course, I definitely will play, is amazing. That's like doing Weedleys on the bass. Like, he's just wrecking fools on the bass in that one. Well, especially because no one else could play his bass guitar. Yes. He had it set up extremely nasty, with the <laughs> strings very high off the fretboard and under incredible tension, so that almost no one could even fret his bass guitar. Yeah. Because he was used to playing the stand-up bass, and I guess he didn't want to take it easy. Like right. it play a much easier instrument. I think that so is, he had is a, that the epitaph on his grave? Is it that he didn't want to take it easy? He never took it easy. Yeah. Uh, also died penniless, I think. Yeah, that's what happens when you never take it easy, I think. Uh, so he... And uh, he's playing... He plays uh, very fast, complicated lines, but he only uses one finger on his right hand to pick the strings, know, which he called the, the, hook. the hook. I know, I know. He would just... just just pluck at all of those strings with one finger, whereas most bass guitarists use at least two, and probably some use all four of their useful fingers and their thumb, right? So, like... Yep. That's why it's so... It's it's not surprising, but so satisfying that he never plays the same line twice. Yeah, but again, he listen to... the song, he walks it different ways. Listen to how he's playing in this very chill song where he's mixed real low and sounds muddy. Mm-hmm. Put the put the EQ back to normal, and then I'm definitely going to play Seven Rooms of Gloom because he goes he, nuts. He just destroys everybody in that shit. Are Again, you going to play the original Seven Rooms or the remastered Seven Rooms? Uh, depends on which of these albums I accidentally choose. I like them both for different reasons. Let's see which one I get because I don't. I never know. I'll know instantly, of course. The original. Here we go. The original. That means we got for real James Jamerson. Talk about melodrama. The backup fingers. Gotta find a way to turn up that bass. There it is. Oh. 
Also, he could just play one note over and over again under that. Yep. Absolutely refuses. Oh, this is all unnecessary, but it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Let's have a little taste of the remaster. I see a house! <laughs> a house of stone! Levi's feeling it. It's a lonely house! Cause now we're all alone! Seven rooms of gloom! That's all it is! I like how he starts singing after the backup singers each time. <laughs> Is something, <clears throat> um, but yes, that's but yeah, love is song. here and now you're gone. Yes, and she does, she does her pouty, sexy thing to its maximum extent in that song. Yeah. I think, right? Locked your love away from me, <laughs> and you're like, oh, what? We're going, we're doing it. We're doing a thing right here. We just uh, had eleven number one hits in a row, but we're about to do a thing. It's fully on. It's entirely and fully on. I like how greedy Motown was. Just to keep putting out number one hits. Yep. They're just like, yeah, I know that's all we've been putting out, but we could stand to have another 10 or 15 of these. Why is John Williams trending? Oh, no. Oh, it's just his birthday. Oh, thank God. Yeah, who gives a shit? No one should trend on their birthday. Like, we all got them. It's not a big deal. The the only good part of that prequel trilogy was his music. Well, I mean, yes. And Jar Jar. The, pre- the prequels are very rough. Marjan, yeah, and the Nemoidians. I'm into the Nemoidians. Marjan sent me a, a link to an article about the best way to enjoy the prequels, which is just to watch it as if um, Obi-Wan and the Padme really are having an affair. Yeah, that is a good way, particularly for episode three, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in episode three, they actually address it in movie where he's like, He's wondering. There's just like one flash of has Obi Wan was here, and then when she shows up with him at the end. Yeah, but yes. Um, but I guess if uh, you there, watch it the whole way through like that, it's pretty good. But. There is a great edit of the Phantom Menace, I believe, called the Phantom Edit, where they replace the Nemoidians and Watto and Jar Jar's dialogue with alien language, and they just subtitle their words. Mm. So you don't yeah, have it probably uh, would be better. Yes, yeah, so you don't have. Uh, Whatever it is that whatever Asian accent that those guys are doing so for the insulting. Trade Federation. <laughs> oh. And, oh, oh, the Jedi are here. Oh, she like, can do that. Oh, god damn it! God oh, stop damn her! It. <laughs> Wasn't it enough that you were in the toadies? Can't you just stop ruining the nineties, son of it's, a bitch? It's very bad. And then, um, oh, it was no, in Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yes, my mistake. Um. And of course, without 
uh, Watto being an Assyrian junk dealer or whatever, <laughs> right? It's so. so uh, that what are you trying those Jedi mind tricks on me? You're like, oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a real sh- credible Watto. Like, fucking shit, what's happening right now? Yeah, I'm into that. That was a good Watto. <laughs> Basically, just uh, it's your your half. Lanny, <laughs> you're, you're half. It is you. I can't do it. It's not in me. You're half. You're half serving somebody some mission tortillas, but you're half taking a dump at the same time. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, lots of good ways to watch the prequels that don't involve watching the actual movies. Yeah. I mean, well, the one we've talked about. It, I don't know if we talked about it on the air or not, but the backstroke of the West version is probably right. Probably the that's one a, of the best a, ways. A great redub of an illegal Chinese dub. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Called the Backstroke of the West. The Third Gathers, colon, Backstroke of the West. That has some great lines in it. Some really good lines. Like, yeah. game time started. You go, oh, okay, yeah. Um, Ryan wrote in to say he has definitely checked out the spreadsheet, but not lately. Well, you should, man. Yeah, it's better now. It's- it can it can tell you more. I w- this led to an actual conversation where I explained the concept of standard deviation to Katie. Oh, nice. She for some reason wanted to know what that was. Mm, I was introduced long long ago by my wife. <laughs> my wife. I don't know why I have said that like Borat, but <laughs> I know that college was an expensive and unpleasant proposition for you, but you didn't take a couple of stats classes just cuz? No, you know I didn't. But uh, you know mm. what I did take? Um, Conversational Japanese, where you learned all about Mary? I took. Ja- I, it was real Japanese. I took oh, Japanese wasn't, wasn't 1 and 2. 101, 102, 201, 201. Do you still remember any of them hiraganas? No, hell no. No, no, no. I'd have to play Slime Forest Adventure again. And I don't know if you can still get Slime Forest Adventure, but I was, I've been playing... I've been playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and like fully half oh, of yeah. my friends in the game uh, just have Japanese uh, hiragana yep. for their names, and I can never tell which ones I've already visited today to water their flowers. Because <laughs> to you, so, it's all the same now. Because I so I, I I need to get back into Slime Forest Adventure. Yeah, yeah. I bet that game is. I, no, I well, forgot hold on. all of the, the website stuff. still exists. I remember some of the, some of how to speak Japanese, but I remember almost none of the written stuff. When, holy shit, the most recent build is from November 6, 2017. Oh, hey man, that was only three months ago. Yeah, this dude is still making Slime Forest Adventure. We we haven't played it in like a million years, we should go in there and see if it's better. I gotta find my member password. (laughs) You don't want to sign up again? I mean, I fucking should. No, listen, I... Between, it looks like between 2008 and 2011, I had a $2 monthly subscription, so that guy got paid $2 every month. Doc, you paid that guy $72? Basically. (laughs) Holy shit, that's more than you pay for like a standard video game. Yeah, listen, I was into that just as a concept, so. Slime Forest Adventure was pretty cool. Yeah, and basically, I swear to God, it worked. Like when I was a slime, playing that game, a slime I... shows up and says his name, but it's just a hiragana or something. And mm-hmm. then you type the sound that 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 character makes. And then if you're right, you hit him with your hoe. Yeah, and like I, while I was playing that game, I definitely knew all of those. I mean, yeah. it works from an educational yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't pay him seventy-two dollars. Do I have anything that's not from PayPal? 
Eh, I'll figure it out. That's nuts. But I'll, I'll be getting back into that for sure. Apparently he made a Mac port. Oh, okay. Cool. I mean, I guess I could just pay him the $15 again to to buy the game. And own Slime Forest Adventure. That's right. Because in that version, you can learn a bunch of, bunch of the kanjis. The kanjis are the tough ones, man. Including including some of their readings. The kanjis are tough. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Hiragana Katakana. That's, that's easy. That's child's play. Oh, you'll get my show! He has not... He has not updated the graphics at all, and I'm into that idea. I know the graphics were were very good, basic JRPG graphics. Yep. Oh, it looks you... like something that came out of fucking RPG Maker, but like from 1994. Speaking of which, did you see that Secret of Mana is about to come out for? Uh, I don't know a couple of things, but at least PC um, as a remake, like remade graphics and everything. Oh, that sounds extremely nasty. I know. I'm really. I'd worried. fuck with that because first of all. What was wrong with the graphics? Not a goddamn thing. They should put it out with the original graphics, but it just works with an Xbox controller. Yeah, I guess but it's just, that's it, just emulated. I think it's just emulated. But I, I'm just saying, like, why even bother? It looked fine. You, the rabbits looked like little old. I mean, but are they going to give me such as an extra level for every weapon, or three secret hmm. hard bosses, or I don't know any of that yet. I don't. I'm a not sure. Fourth playable character. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Dialogue? Maybe an extremely nasty. Oh yeah, Dialogue would be great. I was uh, gonna he's... say a very nasty rabbi. <laughs> well, I was gonna. Well, Dialogue would be cool, but he's occupied by the story for a lot of the games. So yeah, that's true. You wouldn't be able to use him, but maybe you could use like the fat bully kid. That's Potos. right, one of the bullies from Potos. You could recruit one of the bullies, maybe, or just a mushroom warrior from fucking Matango or whatever. Yeah, or maybe like Fauna. After you snap her out of her uh, shit, you could get Fauna. Then you'd have two girl characters. Yeah, why not? Oh. Add a add a fucking ninth type of magic. Sage, add a new sh- add a whole new shrine. How about Sage Jock or Sage Jack? Jacked. Jack? Yeah. The other his uh, who turns out to be Sage Jock in the end. That guy. Yeah. There's lots of stuff you could do to enhance Secret of Mana by just giving me more. You know what? Fuck it. Give me eight more shrines. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Just take Secret of Mana, my which levels, was awesome. Let me get my weapons all the way to level sixteen. Secret of Mana was awesome. Give me more Secret of Mana. That would be good. Yeah. Twice as much Secret of Mana would be amazing. I kind of just want to play Secret of Mana. It's on my phone, but the controls for it suck. I have an emulated version that I have played as recently as like four or five months ago. Yeah. I should probably play some more of that. I would like to just get it on Steam, though. That sounds good to me. Well, it's going to be available soon. I don't remember when, like March, maybe. I don't know. Soon. That's a good game. There's only uh, one more item in the mailbag. Hmm. Uh, You posted bugs have antennae, and that's how you know they aren't birds. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah uh and then a screenshot of is it a hummingbird or an insect american hawk moth chamberlain south dakota mm-hmm. and it tells it gives you the helpful hint that if it has antennae it's it's a it's a moth and not a hummingbird. it says moths have a couple of sensors or antennas on top of the head which are key identifiers <laughs> i just thought okay the whole reason i found that is because i wanted to see if i if i took up a boring habit like our parents and i had a bird feeder outside on my deck what kinds of hummingbirds could i expect to get at my home so i go to a site that is specifically for people who want to read about hummingbirds and then at the bottom there's a thing that lets you know how to tell a bug from a bird <laughs> if you don't know a bug from a bird why are you, why are on, this you on the hummingbird website? site it's nuts i mean first of all anybody anybody on the planet should be able to tell a bug from a bird 
but like especially the people who are there to read about birds i would think like i get it these moths hover and shit but like great but like all bugs all bugs with wings but it's not a dang old bird though (sighs) i found that to be nuts so that's why i tweeted it at us so that i could remember to talk about it with somebody Every time Wikipedia's article of the day, and there was one just not that long ago, is about a bird, a type of bird, mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, if I read this article, I'm going to have to figure out for the 15th time what it means if a bird is passerine. Oh, yeah, that means... Um... Or like, this one's about a songbird, and I'm like, I'm gonna then I'm going to get lost trying to figure out like what that means technically. Right. For some reason, I can't do bird taxonomy. It just makes me crazy. Well, for one thing, there's a lot of different goddamn kinds of birds. There's so many birds. That's the part that I'm worried about. If I ever read about one of the birds, I know I'm just going to go down the hole. Yeah, see, on the fifth, it was the the white-breasted nuthatch, which is a great name. (laughs) Into that name. It's got breast and nut in it. It sure does. Uh, Oh, it's everywhere. Apparently, it's even here in California and also where you are. Birds are crazy weird. I watched the new Planet Earth, Planet Earth 2, and my takeaway, my big takeaway was birds are weird. Yeah. Because they got lots of different birds on there, and they're all doing something not quite right. Not on the level. <laughs> they're up, They're shady, is yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> birds are all shady. Yep, 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 yep. yep. This, the nuthatches are passerine. Hold okay. on. What does that mean? Uh, it includes more than half of all bird species, sometimes known as perching birds. birds or songbirds. Uh, three toes point forward, one toe points back. I don't That's know why it. I can never remember that. Maybe because passerine doesn't, doesn't contain mean anything. that information at all. It doesn't mean a fucking thing. Yeah. You should call them um, three fros. I guess it. I guess it means sparrow like. I would like three fros because it's reverse of free throw, so that's like how it. I'd remember it. But it means three three front toes. Yep, and, the, toe. and one of them dang old boys in the back helps yeah. him hold onto a like branch a heel or something. a heel toe. Yep, three fros and a heel toe. Yeah, how <laughs> are you going to remember that? Why wouldn't they call them three fros? God damn it! <laughs> Scientists are dumb. We were just talking about this off air when we were not getting all the good stuff in there about how things are named so that people won't know what the fuck people are talking about. Yeah. So that you'll seem like a real fucking expert and you can tell who the other oh. experts are instead um, of for reasons so this that make sense. I, this didn't even occur to me. But are you going to now go to bed and at some point you'll wake up like right before you fall asleep and go, "Fuck, I said stalactites with a G in front of somebody." <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure I've done it. I don't know, five thousand times, <laughs> probably. Yeah, thanks for adding one more thing to be embarrassed about, but I'd rather know. I'd rather know it's stalactites than stop doing the embarrassing thing. Hey, did you uh, did you see any of the footage of Elon Musk's dang old Tesla floating in space with that dude in it? I didn't see the... Fo- I, did, I saw uh, screenshots of it, yeah. and yes, it did look like Busto, and... Um, and- I've, uh, like he, they sent him to the Sunship's place. They sent him to the Sunship's place and everything. Uh, they said "see you later, space cowboy" when they sent him up there. And um, I just—I'm uh, really having to quell my old person instincts to say that that's too much. It's a little much. It's a little much. It's, a, but it's like, enough that you like you shot the big rocket. Like the big rocket's the story. Yes. And by the way, did you see the footage of those two side boosters landing at the same time on those two pads? That was fucking creepy. That was amazing. That looks like a fucking video game. Yeah, that's some sci-fi shit. I mean, yeah, the third one, the third one didn't land on the ship or whatever, but like the thing didn't blow up and that's pretty good for a first launch. I mean, what people want is for these uh, private investors to come in and make space good 
So maybe yep. they can. I don't know. Well, look, NASA never tried any of this horse shit. No. You, can you imagine someone at NASA saying, oh, and then the fucking thing will come back down and land upright right, right where it took off? <laughs> they would have gone, yeah, that's a, that's and they really gone, a lot of work. Oh, that's why don't we just lot. crash it into the fucking ocean? <laughs> the ocean's fine. We got lots What's of, it going to do, a, hit a squid? <laughs> we got a big navy. Like, we'll be able to retrieve it. It's fine. Put it in the ocean. Who gives a shit? Yeah, their problems were a little bit more basic. Yeah, make a new coral reef out there or some goddamn thing. Back in the days when NASA shot things into space, their 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 obstacles and plans were more basic than that. Like, can we put it into space? Was usually what they were going for. Anyway, that fucking thing will be up in space for eight hundred thousand years or something now. Well, good. Because it's going to go out to uh, hang out by the sun and then come back over and over again. Now, That's he, how orbits work. He didn't work. shoot up like a fully functional model, but if he did, of that little that little sports car. No, that was that was a real one. That was his actual car. <sighs> I was going to say, and then the aliens will have that great technology of the Tesla. That's right. They'll be able to make an electric car. They were able to come all the way to Earth to retrieve it, or near Earth. You know, cosmically speaking. Uh, it's they, okay, because uh, the, the English fired a uh, Lotus... Into into space oh, about twenty five years ago, so it's uh, it they already have basically that same car, just just without the drivetrain. No, well, see know. those roasters, they have Lotus bodies. Uh, well, you know, it's it's very lightweight. That's what I know about yep. the Lotus. Yep, yep, yep. It is a lightweight little speedster. It is true, though, and and I wonder, I wonder if that violates any export laws that we're basically giving technology to the aliens. I mean. I don't think anyone approved it explicitly. That's for sure. Did Trump do that? Is this a Trump thing? Did he hey, dog, responsible for this? That's all. It's very good. It's very good. And I do want to know the answer who approved it. But uh, from, from Wikipedia's Did You Know? Hmm. Did you know that New York style pizza pictured is most commonly ordered by the slice in New York City? I did know that, actually. I knew it. The Wikipedia article that that links to is by the slice. Wow. Pizza by the slice. I mean, I do like pizza by the slice. I'm not going to lie. Because sometimes I get a big pizza, but then, like, the next day it's not as good. Like, some people are like, oh, cold pizza is better. It very much depends on the pizza. I guess that's true. There are many, many pizza makers who make a shit pizza. Well, you you definitely wouldn't want a cold, thick crust or pan pizza. Well, that's for sure. But I don't even mean just by, like, pizza type like that. I just mean pizza maker. Like, who made me this pizza? You just mean, like, don't don't get a Domino's, don't get a, yeah, well. Because it's not going to be good the next day. This is the trick about their hot and ready pizza, is that by the time you get it home, it's garbage. It's it's no longer hot and ready when you get it home. Yeah, that's right. I usually, I go to Little Caesar and I just pull the box out and I start eating right there. You got to eat it in the Little Caesars. That's the only way to do it. I don't care who's looking. It's Little Caesars. I've only had Little Caesars one time as an adult, and... That was after Katie and I left halfway through a community theater production of some play. <laughs> and so then, then when, as we were driving home, we passed the Little Caesars. She said, no, fuck it. Let's get Little Caesars. And we just did. <laughs> we, we've gotten Little she Caesars. Was, you ever had a thing when you're like disappointed by something and then you just make a bad decision after it because fuck it, you're already mad. Because <laughs> the whole night's blown anyway. That's right. Let's just get Little Caesars. <laughs> we've had Little Caesars and we found it to be, I don't know. Just as good as, just as good as a lot of the pizza. Yeah, we drove all the way to Sunnyvale, and this play wasn't good. Let's just get that Little Caesars. Fuck it. Did you get it in Mountain View on the way back? Where'd you get it? Which Little Caesars was it? 
I think it was fucking on De Anza Boulevard oh, okay. or something. Do you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, around. Like I mean, I might technically have been on Saratoga Sunnyvale or something. We know where it turns into De Anza. Right. Like, you know where that steakhouse is? Longhorns or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, like, across the street by a gas station, there's a Little Caesars. That's where they go. That's where they go. Gas stations and next to CVS. Near whatever that high school is. Uh, Home of the Mustangs or something? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Fuck it. We don't need to know about... I, anyway... Know, I don't ever need to know about Bay Area High School geography again. Once as an adult, I've eaten Little Caesars. And it was fu- It was fine. It was fast food pizza. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't as good as the pizza at Great America that I remember. No, the super oily pizza by the Grizzly or in the other plaza? Um, yeah, over by Rula Dodge or home, whatever. Hometown Square? No, wasn't it in Orleans Place? Okay, which one was the one by the Grizzly? Well, you're talking about the one that's under the Vortex now. But like... Wait... The one by the Grizzly was Luigi's. Yes. Was, was the very generic name of that one. But the identical pizza over on the other side of the park was by the Vortex. Okay, yes. And what square is that? I thought that was in New Orleans Place. Okay, but Orleans Place. Maybe not. Because by the time it was the Vortex, I don't, I'm not sure they really... The themes were basically gone. Yeah. Like, it wasn't in Yankee Harbor anymore. There's a lot of mixed themes, because it had been repurchased so many times. Right. It's like, for ten minutes, this was where the Ferengis would dance. <laughs> and. <laughs> And before that, it was where they played Tom Cruise Days of Thunder clips over and over again. I really hope the Frankies did a lot of dancing. I don't know. what There were Ferengis. Let's just say that about that. There were yeah. there were Klingons, and did they bother with Romulans? Maybe. Ooh, but there were definitely Ferengis. thought that was a super good idea to buy a theme park. Like, what, what were they going to do with that? That's what were they going to do with it? Question. And then they completely failed to actually have any star trek content there yeah they didn't like when they renamed the tidal wave they named it greased lightning because yep. they also own greece yes it was all over the fucking place dude that's why we right. had to have that james bond rumble seat adventure oh god i remember doing that once i think to... i did the days of thunder one too yeah i don't remember the days of thunder one it was before that but i think i i think i was on it and uh but the james bond one where you're fighting the dude on top of the train and your seat's all rumbling around and you're like this isn't anything. Yeah, where where are all his quips? What's going on? <laughs> this is this isn't the Pierce Brosnan that I know. This guy's all action. That guy's hardly saying anything funny. <laughs> yeah, there's never been a Bond who did this much action. Even the even the new age Bond played by uh, the guy who's always posing. What's his name? It's, uh... Craig. Yeah, right. Daniel. Daniel Craig. It's called Roger Craig. <laughs> not, it's not Roger Craig. He's How different. good would that be? He's different. <laughs> Call him out of retirement. Get him out there. <clears throat> yeah, even the Daniel Craig one, who's always pulling his shirt off and pouting his lips and everything. That's mainly what I remember about the new Bonds. <clears throat> 49ers running back Roger Craig. <laughs> Announced today as the new James Bond. Even funnier would be San Francisco Giants manager, Roger Craig. I guess that's true, too. <laughs> like watching that guy's fucking 90-year-old ass get into a tuxedo and go out there and sex some broads. <clears throat> oh, fuck. He was born in 1930. Is he still alive? Yeah, apparently. Damn. All right. Okay, Roger Craig. I see you. Getting work done out there. Either that or he died and no one thought it was <laughs> no worth updating Wikipedia. <laughs> That must be the saddest thing, to have a Wikipedia entry, but not one important enough to update when you yeah. die. 
Ah, oh, man. So every time somebody dies, so I, I keep up with that recent deaths page. Mm. Uh, every every time somebody dies, but they're kind of, they weren't that famous. Like, often they're, you'll go to their page after they die, and then you'll see, uh, this article is nominated for deletion. Oh. And then that makes you sad. Oh. And then you go, and, and so I spent some time checking out the um, notability guidelines. And if you're an athlete, Notability is very easy. Yeah, you appeared. If you've in a ever game. played for any, yeah, if you ever played in one game in the major leagues, you're considered notable by Wikipedia Jesus. standards. Whereas, like, if you were on TV, you could have been on thirty episodes of The Fresh Prince <laughs> as a recurring like, character, and this. they'd be like, "Well, that's not enough to meet our notability guidelines." So it, it really depends on what your field is. But I would say get into one um, NHL game as a prank, and then, dude. Talking you're about athletics, set. it doesn't even matter if you're a human. Like this horse is on here, Al Jabber. Oh, I know every fucking racehorse that dies. Makes I don't that even. Page. I've never heard of this horse. And because the way I hit this page is, I basically scroll through and either look for young ages, mm. or uh, all the way on the right side, like if I saw, see, is there somebody from Home Improvement oh. on here? Right. I don't oh, know who yeah. this guy was, Mickey Jones. Right. Oh, I remember this guy. He showed up on Home Improvement like every day. Sure. He was always on Tool Time. Okay. All right. So, like, I look for stuff I recognize over there, and I look for young people, and often the young people are a horse. (laughs) That's right. That's what got me, too. I went, oh, 22, and then, wait, it only has one name. What is this, like a Cher Madonna situation? Al Jabber? Who's that? Oh, it's a horse. (laughs) It's a horse that died of a heart attack. Which is That's like, fucking notable. I assume what all horses die of, right? I mean, the, what what else kills horses? Uh, Did, is there, like, died in a cavalry uh, charge? Like, that never shows a up. A dire wolf, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fell into a ravine, maybe. I don't know. What do horses Killed do? by tiger. Yeah, that's interesting. No. Yeah, maybe that is notable. Yeah, you're, it's hella easy if you're an athlete. That is a low bar. That's not fair, dude. It seems to be the lowest bar, yeah. Not fair at all. Because um, John Mahoney died. You remember him? Uh, yep, Fraser's old dad. Fraser's Fraser's daddy. He died. I didn't know he was English. No, I'm. I think I knew that from before. I think we saw him on some late night appearance or something, and he talked about it. He didn't really have an accent anymore. I don't think. He moved to the to America when he was pretty young. Wait, um, hold on a second. The drummer from Billy Jean died. Oh yeah, did I not tell you that the other day? I didn't even really know. That was necessarily a real person drummer. Yeah, that, and that's I think that's the thing. Like I said, oh, the drummer from Billy Jean, and then I put on Billy Jean, and I said, well, that doesn't matter. <laughs> he said, nothing's happening here. Great the most song. important, the most Not- important guy from Billy Jean died in two thousand nine. So <laughs> yeah. this guy also dying really doesn't matter, right? Um, shit. I, do you remember that Aquid article from before Aquid went off, where they were mad that they had to keep learning new stuff about Hitler's dick? Oh, right, yeah. that That's how I felt when I was reading about John Mahoney, and it's like, oh, he hadn't had sex from the 80s because he had colon cancer and had a colostomy bag. And I'm like, fuck, why do I have to know yeah, that why now? why is this important biographical information? I gotta know that this dude hadn't got it wet since 1984? Yeah, anything that I anything like that, I will only need to know if I am reading, like, his complete biography. If I have purchased a book in a store, then you can tell me stuff like that. 
That's right, because I'm in for the long haul. Yeah, but not in. Not I Wikipedia. don't want one of the four pages, four paragraphs on Wikipedia to be about the dude's colostomy. Yeah. See, remember, all we used to know was that he only had one ball. It seemed like we could get through all our days based on that and that alone, just fine. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Good old Aikwood. Oh, we, but we discovered Aikwood was probably being written by a bot, right? Oh, just because uh, we found that tw- Twitter bot that uses predictive keyboards and that most trained of the on things, that and writes. a lot of the, all of the interesting dialogue in those things sounds like something that presumably Chris Onstad just wrote. That's right. So either he's writing for that robot, or the robot was writing for him. That's what I've determined. Yeah, it'd One be great if he turned things. out to be writing for that robot. Like that's what he was doing, not just making weird root beer. <laughs> that's right. In Portland, that would satisfy me a little bit more. To know that I Ooh, at still. least it's at least it feels more like using his talents. Right. We did it. Yeah, was we're about whole... done with this goddamn mailbag. That was it. That's everything. Yep. Right, and we didn't need to think of another weird thing to talk about because no, we, we could have talked about tangents the... galore. Could have talked about the haps with the K-paps. Could have talked sports, but you know those things are those things can be talked about off air too. That's right. We had a Super Bowl recently. Who cares? Yep. So I mean, I'm us... I'm happy that Darth Vader lost. I guess. Yeah, and that's I was hate watching. I was just watching, hoping for bad things to happen to the Patriots, and they actually played a really good game. But uh, I, I do like to see the side by side pictures of Tom Brady dropping a pass and the other quarterback catching a pass. <laughs> I do. I'm enjoying that quite a bit, well, but just, for bad reasons. I mean, if we, I don't want to get into it because then we'll we will spend half an hour talking about it. But it, it did seem like really not the right way to use Tom Brady. <laughs> Maybe not. say that a guy who's um, fabled for his lack of athleticism, but great quarterback skills. Maybe, yeah, let him run a route. Maybe not. You want to catching a ball from a wide receiver wearing gloves. <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, send us mail. Send us more mail because look what we can do with just five mails. Crushed. That's it. right. Um, um, next week is a Star Trek week again. Yes. And if you want to watch along with us. We're watching Operation Annihilate. Mm, I like it. The Outrageous Okana. I like that one. Sanctuary. I just watched that one. Alliances. Don't remember it. And Dead Stop. Don't remember it. That's the eps to watch, and we'll be back next week with that. Uh, you can uh, tweet us at BrotherDate. Uh, go to BrotherDate.com. Rate us on the iTunes. Rate us with a one million stars. That's what I would like. Give us all the stars iTunes allows. I deserve the stars. Give me give me a star for each day of all of our lives combined. Thank you, everybody. It's not worth hearing about Lobster Fest again. Well, if it's you, truly... You, you could stand to hear more about Lobster Fest. If it's truly Lobster Fest, I want to know, because... Please subscribe.